0: Coming up on Unpacked, do you think it's possible that you kept asking because there was a part of you that hoped he was not your father?
1: There was just so much anger, but for the first time I could tell him how I really felt about him.
0: Just because Mm. there is a man Mm. in the Mm. home who's a father doesn't mean Mm. a child is experiencing a father.
1: I don't have a good example of what it means to be a father.
0: the impact on a man when he discovers that the man he believes to be his father is not actually his father. Today's guest tells his story, let's unpack. In 2015, Sylvester Mashilo's world was turned upside down after the revelation of a secret. The man who he had known as dad was not his biological father. Having been raised in a nuclear family, this big secret led to a series of questions and breaking points regarding his true identity. Now an ordained pastor and mentor, he is here to share his story. Let's unpack. Sylvester, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for letting here.
0: Take us back to the beginning when you were a child, early childhood memories. What was life like for you?
1: Wow. I... Grew up in Limpopo in a small village called Mahodu. Mm. And what I remember were just the simplicity of the village, being able to play the whole day. You know, I'd I'd go play the whole day Mm. and not have any care in the world. Um, We didn't have a lot, you know, growing up. Mm. But the one thing that I can look back and say, wow, that was the happiest time of my life, Mm. was just the simplicity of life.
0: Mm. And at that time, what was the family structure, family unit, what did that look like?
1: So my grandmother was the matriarch of the family.
2: Mm.
1: Um, she lost her husband in about 1983. I was mm. born in 1984. So I grew up knowing a bomma, and that's what I called her, uh, really was the person that we looked up to. Mm. Uh, had three cousins uh, with me in the same house. Mm. Uh, what was common with my cousins is that our mothers were still at school, they were in college, mm. uh, studying to become teachers. Mm. Uh, we had uh, two uncles, mm. uh, an older uncle and a younger uncle. And what I remember just growing up was just how many people there would be when it's time, you know, to dish up. Mm. Uh, my cousins, extended family, there'd mm. be between seven and 11 people
2: mm.
1: at mm. any one time. Mm. And there was so much love and joy. Mm
0: -mm. Mm. And I mean, at that time, um, what was your understanding about who your father is or where he was? I had no understanding. No, it was never said to you or you don't recall having any memories about that?
1: So what I remember was that Mamoholu's husband I called Papa mm. because his children called him Papa. Mm. So I called him Papa as well. But mm. I knew he wasn't my Papa. biological father.
0: Mm.
1: And my mom I called Ceci and not Mom. Mm.
0: Instead because I called... Un-
1: yes, instead I called my grandmother Mma. Mm. I saw my mother more as my sister, mm. really, because she wasn't around. Mm. Um, but when I could recall asking the question about my father, mm. uh, was in 1992, no, 1991, in fact, mm. when I was introduced to my mom's husband uh, because his family had come to pay my mm. And I was told that you didn't know him because mom and dad were not married to each other. Mm. So that's why you don't know him. Mm. And I mean, in those days, there weren't videos, there weren't much photos to go around. So really... It didn't seem odd to me as a child. Mm -mm. Mm.
0: So that was an explanation that you accepted.
1: I accepted and I grew up to rationalize it myself Mm. as a young adult, you know, Mm. to say, Uh, I'm looking at one, two, three things which don't make sense, but there's a rational explanation for it. Mm, mm. And because the adults in my life say this is what it is, then I accept it. Yes. Mm. Mm.
0: So now when you are introduced to this man who there's been an explanation, Hore, this is why he wasn't around, now he's here. Mm. From your perspective, what was your understanding of that picture at the time?
1: My understanding was that this is a man who is going to fill the void. Because I could immediately, I could at that time already see that there was a void. Mm, mm. That my childhood wasn't the same as other children.
2: Mm.
1: That I didn't have, because when our mama Holo, eventually they went to stay in another village, mm. he took his family. So there was a void because that person who I called Papa, that person who I could also feel included with his children, Mm. was no longer there. Mm. So I understood that I am now going to join a family and really Mm. be part of a family. And there was a glowing picture that was painted about where I was going to go. Mm. Because in all honesty, I was happy where I was. Mm. Uh, I was happy in Mahodu, And there was some convincing to say, you are living with this family, Mm. they are well off, You're going to drink milk every day. And that's Mm. exactly what was said. You're going to drink milk every day. And I got to this place and there was no milk to drink. Wow. Yeah.
0: So now, uh, you know, there's a picture that's portrayed about what life is going to look like. Mm. How old are you at the time? I'm seven at the time. So you arrive with certain expectations that things are going to be great. Mm. And what reality are you met with?
1: Mm. I think I was very naive Mm. as a child. Mm. I thought I was so important mm. and I expected to be important. So I remember. In, in what
0: sense? Explain what you mean by that.
1: That you see me. I'm, yes. I'm here. Yes. You know, I, I grew up knowing that I was a child, knowing that there's somebody who cares about me. Mm. My maternal family were full of love. Because mm, that's all, all you need. Yes. Mm. I mean, I could, I would see my aunt Mani coming off the taxi at the corner of the street, and I would see her from like 500 meters away. Mm. And I would run for her. And when I get there, she would embrace me. Mm. And she always brought bananas. Mm. So there was that simplicity around what the adults in my life were like. Mm. And I had grown accustomed to that. So when I then got to my new home, mm. it was a... Radical shift, Mm. Uh, they had a very disciplinarian disciplinarian way of doing things. Give me an example. So for an example, I wasn't allowed to sit on the sofa. I would have to sit on the floor, Mm. like literally on the floor. Mm. Not something I was accustomed to. Mm. TV programs, children's TV programs as a child, I obviously wanted to watch Kidio and all of that. No, that wasn't the case. Mm. The adults came first and you waited right at the end of the queue. Yes. So I immediately noticed that things were different, Mm. uh, but it took a while for it to sink in.
2: Mm.
1: I could almost say that I challenged the parameters that had been set Mm. because I didn't have those parameters. And I'll give you a very simplistic example. Growing up, I would go and play carefree. Mm, mm. I'd leave early in the morning and I would come back late when I'm now hungry, mm. because the rule was very clear from my grandmother: you will not eat anywhere else.: But home yeah. But home. Mm, mm. So you can leave in the morning, after and so on, but make sure you are coming back to eat at home. Mm. At my new home, I wasn't allowed to play. Like, wow. I was not allowed to go play with other children. Mm. Zero.
0: So was it ever explained to you why you weren't allowed to do certain things like not play or sit on the sofa? No. And at the time, Mm. considering you went there with Ceci, also known Mm. as your mother,
1: Mm.
0: what was her explanation or, you know, was it just not spoken about?
1: In fact, I think what made it harder for me to adjust to this new environment was that for the first year, my mother was not there. So Mm. she was still finishing off her teaching diploma. Mm. So she wasn't with us. So the first year I was alone with this family. And it took a while for it to sink in that I wasn't allowed to play with other children. Mm. And the mocking from other children then started because I would literally be on my side of the fence looking outwards and Mm. they would be playing. They'd be playing soccer in the streets. Mm. And I would yearn to go play with them. And I did try several times and I would get a beating,
2: Mm.
1: not a hiding, I would get a beating. Mm. And eventually I then accepted that this is how things are. Mm. But when my mom would come and visit, I would cry. I would cry and cling on to her as she was leaving because I so wanted to return Mm. to where I came from.
2: Mm.
1: And my mom would console me to say, it will end. It will not always be
0: like this. Just,
1: mm-hmm. just hang in there.
0: And and um, she never explained to you what that meant?
1: She said to me that's how they do things in that family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's how the children were brought up, you know, to stay kamuhaye and not go out kostrathing and so on. She, mm-hmm. she said to me that's how they do things there.
0: And was this treatment only allocated for you or did you observe other children getting the same treatment?
1: Unfortunately, I was the only
0: child. Mm. So you, you had nothing mm. to compare, mm. you know, and, and by that I mean even mm. if visitors came about, around. Mm. Uh, uh, was that the same rule?
1: It was the same for everybody. Mm. 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 Mm.
0: So now what happens next in your life?
1: A number of things happened to me. Uh, mm. One is that the beatings continued.
0: Mm. Even though you were falling in line?
1: The beatings were for many things. Like what? For being naughty.
0: Mm.
1: For just being a boy. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, For not making the bed.
0: Mm.
1: For not taking a bath at night.
2: Mm.
1: Um, The beatings, I could explain some of them. Mm. Some of them I couldn't explain. Mm. And they were from various people in the family. Not only my father, but his mother, his younger sister. So the beatings were were all round. Mm. I was then sexually molested uh, mm. by one of the family members. Um, something that I only told my mother um, in 2019.
0: Mm. Um, Which is how many years later from the incident? Phew. More than two over decades? Over 20,
1: yes, yeah. over 20 years. Mm. Yeah, Over 20 years.
0: Was that the first time you, you told anyone?
1: I had told my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the only person that I had trusted to tell mm-hmm. uh, because she would observe certain things in my in my behavior. Mm-hmm. And she asked me the question um, and I, I told her, but I said, you know, I don't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. you're the only person that I've ever told this to.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I mean, that's a very big thing to happen in your life. Mm. Um, And I understand that took place when you were a teenager.
1: I was nine years old the first time it happened. And continued up to the age of 11.
0: Mm. Mm. Was it somebody within the family?
1: Yes. Mm.
0: So what then happened next in your life because you on the one hand getting beat Mm. not just by your father but by Mm. other family members Mm. now you are being molested by somebody within the the family as well Mm. what 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 happened next
1: Mm. within the family and outside of the family yes Uh, so in total there were three men uh, Mm. who sexually violated me in that sort of two to three year period Mm. but because i was physically abused was also emotionally abused. Mm. And one of the things that my father did was, uh, he was a very religious man. Mm. And he would insist every single Sunday that we go to church. Mm. And for me, I hated the idea of church because how does this man embody what God is Mm. when he does all of these things to me?
2: Mm.
1: I had self-esteem issues. I was withdrawn. I would spend a lot of time on my own, in my own solitude. Uh, Besides my mother, who was my best friend, the only other thing I had were my books. Mm. But I couldn't interact with my peers. Uh, When I interacted with my peers, I felt like I could crawl out of my own skin. Mm. Because I was not comfortable. I was not used to socializing with my own peers. And I felt like everybody could see inside me. Mm, mm, mm. And I had a big emptiness within me, uh, but a lot of anger, uh, a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger, which I took out on other children. Mm -hmm. I was a bully at school.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I would beat up anybody for no apparent reason.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And I would think that the adults in my life should have seen the signs that there's something brewing inside of this young man. And of course, you are now growing, you're becoming a young adult, you are a teenager and so on. And I then went on to make this declaration.
0: Mm.
1: I said, I'm going to be everything that my father is not. I'll be the opposite of him.
0: So if you say, mm. you, you made a declaration to say, I'm going to be everything my father is not. Mm. Mm. What was your father? He was if you an, could describe that.
1: He was a man without a heart. Mm. No compassion.
2: Mm.
1: Not even once did he ever say that he loves me. Mm. Not even once do I recall him giving me a hug.
2: Mm.
1: At a certain point in my life, and I'd probably say this was about three years after I had come to know him as my father, mm. he stopped doing everything for me.
2: What did is not that buy being? me clothes, mm. did
1: not pay for my schooling. Everything that I then knew was my mother. Mm. If I needed something, was my mother. And my mother earned way less than he did. Mm. But... Things changed because they then had a child of their own,
2: Mm.
1: you know, my baby brother, and he treated him totally the opposite of how he treated Mm. me. And once again, I rationalized it. I'm the firstborn. Mm. People generally make mistakes, got the firstborn. Mm. So Mm. this is why it happened the way it happened. I had found a way to rationalize it, but Mm. he treated him differently.
0: Would it be accurate to say he treated him the way you would have liked to be treated?
1: Yes. He treated him like his
0: own son. Mm. Mm. So now let's fast forward to you starting to question Mm. certain things about who you are and where you come from. What did Mm. that look like?
1: So 2004, I get a voice. I have a voice. Mm. Because for the first time in my life, at the age of 20, I stand up to him. Mm we have an altercation and the altercation was, he was forcing me to go to home cell. Yeah. So a fellowship uh, church session. Mm. And I said, no, I'm not going. Mm. I am writing a test tomorrow. Plus there was a soccer match that I wanted to watch. So no, I'm not going. And he said, then get out of my house. And I said, you know what? oh Satan,
2: Mm.
1: you have such a bad heart. Mm. And I hate you. Mm. There was just so much anger. But for the first time, I could tell him how I really felt about him. And then I ran away from home. I walked through the streets. I just wondered. And I thought of many things. Should I run away from home and maybe try to find a job? I'm at mm. at this point in time. Should I just stand in front of the next car and Mm. the car just hits me Mm. should i just become homeless and not go Mm. back home i think i wandered for about four hours Mm. Um, eventually i walked back home
0: Mm.
1: and i got a very nice beating wow Um, yeah there was a
0: beating. at your your 20 year old age self
1: yeah he hit me in a way that he's never hit me before but i
0: in in what way
1: he took a shambok I never knew there was a shambok in the house. I guess Mm. it was waiting for the day. Mm. Uh, So there was a collection of belts. I knew the collection of belts. But this time, there was a shambok Mm. uh, that was waiting for me. Mm. And I think I had always had the suspicion that my mother also gets physically abused.
2: Mm.
1: But I never had enough to go on. But that day, it was clear as daylight that the same punishment that I would get, she would get as well, because she would be told Osnyawan, you're spoiling this child. Mm. And we would get, both get a beating.
0: So he beat your mom in front of you as well?
1: No, he'd never beat her in front of me.
0: Mm. But, what, but what my room was you?
1: right next door. Mm. And on this particular day, I could hear that he is belting her. Mm. I could hear pushing and shoving. And I remember running to their bedroom, and I wanted to fight with him mm. and say, so "You're not gonna do that to my
0: mm. mother mm. and what happened?
1: I got a beating
0: folk for trying to defend yeah. your mom mm. 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 so now fast forward to this is this is the reality that you are facing, the reality that your mom is facing. When mm. did things start to you know peak I'd say things.
1: Took a 10 for the West then, because yeah. I mean, then now I knew I could challenge him. Yes. I could tell him, but he's a narcissist, so <laughs> there's nothing that you could say to the man that would make him think any differently. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: everybody's wrong except him. Mm. Everybody does things wrong except him. He's got very high standards. But he also had two faces to him. Mm. We knew him in a different way to people outside of the home. Mm. People outside of the home would actually not believe you Mm. because outside of the home, he's somebody else. But things just progressively went, you know, from bad to worse. Mm. I then got married at the age of
0: 24
1: Mm. for... All the wrong reasons.
0: Was this now the first time you were moving out of home?
1: Yes, this was the first time I was moving Mm. out of home, and I couldn't wait to move out of home.
0: Were those the reasons you got married? To move out of home? Listen,
1: my my first paycheck, I was ready to get married. I was ready to have the type of home that I didn't have, the Mm. type of family I didn't have. Mm. Remember, I've made a declaration. I said, I'll become everything except what this man Mm. embodies. I got married not to the wrong woman, but I got married for the wrong reasons. Mm. I said, I'm going to have a great family. I'm going to have probably two kids, beautiful wife. Mm. I always knew I would be successful. Mm. So for me, it was all lined up. This was now my becoming. Mm. I was leaving that life behind. Now I was making my own choices Mm. and I didn't need him to okay my choices. Mm. But marriage was so difficult. Mm. It was so hard. Nothing had prepared me for this. Mm. Remember, I don't have a good example of what it means to be a husband.
2: Mm.
1: I don't have a good example of what it means to be a father. Mm. I know what I do not want to be, but I've never seen it role modeled for me. Yes, yes, yes. What you should be. What I should be. Yeah. What I should be. And for over 10 years of my marriage, I led a life of promiscuity, Mm. uh, multiple affairs.
2: Mm.
1: I was so empty because that which I thought was going to fulfill me made me so empty and so sad because there was no honeymoon in our first year of marriage. Mm. It was so hard. We had financial difficulties. Mm. We had a first child who was born. Our home was about to be repossessed. Our Mm. car was about to be repossessed. I remember a month when my wife and I were sitting at home looking at each other, both unemployed.
2: Mm.
1: And this is in the fourth year I mean, fourth month of marriage. Mm. And no support structure. Mm. So you don't really have an outlet to go to.
0: Mm. You didn't have a father to go to. I didn't have a father to go to. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had to soldier on and do it on my own, and I thought I would do it. But I then looked for validation in the wrong places,
2: Mm.
1: and women were my validation. Mm. And like a true addict, the next one that I'm with does not close the gap. And Mm. because they don't close the gap, I go to the next one to try Mm. to close the gap. And because the gap is still there, and so on and so forth. And that was the life that I was living, a double life.
0: When did you decide to question who your father is to you?
1: 2015.
0: And you were how old at the time? 31. So what was it that built up to that moment?
1: So... I'm an entrepreneur, Mm. and in 2015, uh, I had gone into this Uber business and, you know, we're doing uh, chauffeur drives and Mm. airport transfers and so on, and he had bought a vehicle that was perfect for the type of business I was involved in, Mm. a seven-seater, and he and I then went into business together, Um, but he was unhappy about the returns from the business, Mm. And didn't tell me, but told my mom. Mm. I just saw him act all funny. Mm. But I'm used to him acting funny in any case. That was his nature. That was his nature. Yeah. So when I then learned from my mother that he was unhappy about the returns, I then said, you know what? I'm going to transfer what I have made from those transactions to him to appease him, because that's what he's unhappy about. Yeah. And I think that he does not understand how business works. Yeah. You know, that you have to get your foot into the door and then give a premium service and then be able to charge a premium price. But there's a starting point in which you build the relationship. Mm. And then he transferred the money back into my account. And for six months, he and I were not on speaking terms. And I remember saying to my mother in that six-month period, I don't have a father anymore. He's dead to me. He's no longer my father. And he's never been a father to me, so I actually don't need him because he's never supported me. Mm. So I wrote him off. And then for six months, he didn't talk to me, I didn't talk to him. And I thought, man, this is very weird. My mom and I would not go a day without patching up things if Mm. she and I had, you know, had a difference of opinion. I cannot imagine going that long without speaking to any of my children. And then the questions started coming again. And one thing that was very key, I would have nightmares, even in the age of 31. I would wake up at night or my wife will wake me up and I am in a bad dream. I'm screaming and so on. The trauma of my childhood, because I had done so well to suppress a lot of things, but you can only suppress things for so long, mm. and subconsciously some of the things would come out in my dreams. Mm. And I said, I need to find out the truth uh, because I don't think this person is my father. But I don't really believe that he's not my father because everything says he is. Because that's what I've been told and I have no evidence that says he's not my father.
0: So you you are questioning whether he's your father, but you do mm. believe he's your father.
1: Yeah, I because I cannot imagine him not being my father
0: Mm, Uh, it's the only life you know it's the only life I know
1: and I'm not even allowing myself to think of him as anything else except my father because anything else would mean betrayal by so many people
2: Mm.
1: because in 2004 when we had that altercation I asked my mother is this man my father and she said yes he's your father and she said but why are you asking that question I said, no, which is Sarah Hardy, his younger sister. And when I asked her the question, "Or is your brother my biological father? Instead of answering me, she said to me, hey, I don't know, you must ask your parents that question. Why are you asking me? So that, of course, made me curious why she couldn't give me a straight answer because I only expected one answer, which is, yes, is your father. Mm. Another family member said to me, I won't go to my grave without telling you something because when you then know this, it will make sense. But it's not my place to say, but when I tell you, then it will make sense. And it was in relation to my father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I then found... So the
0: signs were there.
1: The signs were there, but I yeah. so did not want to believe it. And yeah. my mother said he's my father, so yeah. who who can I question if she says so? Mm. So I then thought of one person who I thought, you know what, this person may know the truth. And I found the person.
0: And the, Who's person, the person?
1: I can't disclose the person's name.
0: What, uh, what is their relationship to you?
1: They're a family member. Okay. I'm related to them. And the person says to me, why are you asking me that question? And the person says to me, but I'm going to see you not so long from now. Why don't we talk when I see you? And I'm like, no, you are not going to do this to me because this has been done to me before. Why can't you just give me a straight answer? And says, no, he's not your
2: father.
1: Mm. I have never cried as much as I cried. Mm. My heart was shattered into pieces. I was so broken. I was so, so broken. And it wasn't the fact that he's not my father it was that suddenly it all made sense so the head was in hindsight
2: Mm. i
1: could explain so many things but if he's not my father then who's my father how do they let me get married raise two boys Mm. With the wrong identity, because that's not my identity. And in fact, I had never felt that I was that same name I was carrying. Mm. Because my younger brother, he introduced to everybody. He was the heir. Mm. Me, no.
0: Even mm. though you were the firstborn.
1: Even though I was the firstborn. Mm. And you know how people typically will say, uh, Mamacelo.
2: Mm.
1: Usually it's the firstborn. Mm. They will call the mother. Mama Jos, Bani Bani, based on mm. the name of the firstborn. Mm. But with me, it wasn't like that. They didn't say Mama Sylvester or Mama Masilo. Mm. They said Mama, which is my younger brother. Mm. Mm. So there were all of these signs that said, Well, you are definitely not the heir. Mm. And you are definitely not my son. So it cut me into pieces. I think when I was going through that pain, the most obvious was to drive to their home. Mm. Which I did. And I had an expectation. The expectation was you will understand the pain I'm feeling. Mm. You will understand the confusion that I'm under right now. I don't know. Who am I? Mm. And I got rejected a second time. By who? By both Both. her. I mean, both him and my mother.
0: in, In what sense? Because you are basically confronting them yes. with, with something you've just discovered. Yes. So how did they reject you?
1: They both said I was being disrespectful. How dare I come into their home and ask them the question that I asked them and in the way that I asked them. Mm. Because remember, he and I were not in speaking terms yes. for six months. Yes. And I had already made a declaration to say, you are not my father. Yes. So I wasn't about to have a conversation with him. I wanted to have a conversation with my mother. Mm. And he was offended by how I asked my mother because I said to my mother, Motoke papagana. Mm. and he was offended by that. And for me, that was not the most important thing at that particular time. The most important thing was this 31-year-old child of yours who is confused, who is broken into pieces. And then he rejected me a second time. He wanted to beat me up. At the age of 31.
0: Wow. And how did you respond to
1: that? I said to him, you are lucky I'm not as violent as you are, because we would be talking a different story. Sure. I then walked out. I then later learned from my mother that he was offended by how I asked the question. Mm. I said, in the bigger scheme of things, I should think that a person with a little bit of EQ should understand. But nonetheless, I went to him to apologize.
0: For the sake of
1: peace. Yes, I said, you know what? You raised me. I may not agree with all your decisions. I may not Mm -hmm. agree with how you've treated me. Mm -hmm. But you did raise me. And for that, I want to be able to say to you, thank you. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to honor you just on that basis.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And he just stood up and left. Did not accept my apology. Rejected me again. And then I was done. Yeah. I was done.
0: And, but at what point did anybody say, okay, it's true?
1: No, my mother confirmed that very same night. Wow. Yeah, 21st December 2015. She confirmed because I didn't give her a chance to lie to me. Yes. I said to her, I took his DNA mm. and did a test. Wow. So that she doesn't once again lie to me. So I tricked her and said, I took his DNA. Mm. And then she, yeah, she, she then later on revealed to me who my father was, uh, she was very angry with my father, but my father is deceased, and does not tell me the real truth.
0: And what was the real truth? That I was born from rape. Mm. Was she able to name the person or whoever yeah. told you to yeah, name she she the did. person? Yeah, mm, she did. And what was that person to you? As in, were there, was, were there somebody that was in your life or were there somebody that you knew of?
1: No, I didn't know him. Uh, I didn't know him, but I had always joked. I had always said to people, hey, now I'm of royalty. I'm of royal blood and so on. So he was a chief's son. Hmm. Uh, They have an entire village named after them. Wow. And I think for me, what I was sad about was that she didn't trust me with the truth again. Hmm. Because then I wouldn't have gone to look for a family I shouldn't have looked for.
0: Oh, I understand. Because now yeah. you're in search of your real father, I mean, not, knowing the, not knowing the
1: circumstances. Yeah. But she's angry. And I'm like, how could you be angry about this man who's no longer alive? But she was mm. so angry and didn't want to talk about it. And then one day, uh, November of 2019, I then, she and I were talking because our relationship was now strained. Because I wanted the truth. I wanted to change my surname. And she was blocking me from doing that.
0: And then you wanted to change your surname to the surname of your biological father. Of my father.
1: biological father. Wow. Then she has an outburst because I say to her, how do you love me when clearly you hate the man that you conceived me with? Mm. How do you then love me?
0: Mm. And that's, a, yo, that's so deep. Yeah. That's so deep. Mm.
1: And she burst out. And she said, how do I love a man who's raped me?
0: And how did that revelation make you feel? Hmm.
1: Often enough, parents think that children cannot handle certain things. Hmm. But I have learned that there are times where we can handle that which our parents cannot handle themselves. Hmm. It didn't break me. If anything, it validated so many things. It was a confirmation of so many things. I said this, that I may not have been my mother's choice, but I was God's choice.
2: Mm.
1: And because I was His choice, then I made peace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it didn't break me. It just gave me a bigger purpose to life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which really is the journey I'm on now in the work that I do with boys and men. Because I can tell you, so much goes wrong in society because we don't want to talk about it. We'd rather sweep it under the carpet. Mm. And of course, I have had many people, particularly family members, who've shunned me, people who have now cut all ties with me because Mm. I have spoken about what I have gone through, Mm. which is not a lie, but it's not about me. It's about helping the next person. It's about saying that The guy who goes and becomes a mass murderer, a rapist, Mm. uh, gets involved in gangsterism and so on, they all have a story.
2: Mm.
1: Not excusing what they have done, not condoning what they have done. Ask the question, this boy or this man was once a boy, innocent. Mm. When did it go wrong? What went wrong? Was it when they were 10? Was it when they were 15? Mm. But something went wrong. And I can say something went wrong at the age of seven. Mm. That's when something went wrong in my life.
0: How did you discovering that your father's not your father Mm. manifest in your life negatively?
1: When I found out I went into overdrive, the promiscuity just went up the roof. Mm. Because we all have our vices, Mm. or some people have their vices, let Mm. me not generalize. Our coping mechanisms. Mm. Some would tend to alcohol. Some would tend to drugs.
2: Mm.
1: I tend to women. That's where I was finding my temporary fix, Mm. my consolation. So yeah, I I I went I went off grid. Mm. Uh, I was just moving from one woman to another.
0: And how, how did it also affect your marriage and your relationship with your wife?
1: I was a very good liar.
0: Mm.
1: And at the time I had wealth Mm. and with wealth comes responsibility. Mm. And that's something that I see that as men we struggle with, that we have all this power and we use it for wrong things. We use it to inflict harm rather than do good with it. Mm. I had done well in hiding my affairs throughout the entire 11 years of my marriage. She only found out because I told her the truth.
0: Did you? Uh, were you ever abusive towards her because of it?
1: Yeah, 2010, I, I hit my wife. Mm. Yeah, something I said I would never do.
2: Mm.
1: I hit mm. my wife. And because I knew what I was doing in darkness, I would come home and pick up, fight for no reason. Mm. Because I knew what I was doing at home, I couldn't do what I needed to do at home. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Satisfy her at home because I knew what I was doing. I had a guilty conscience. But I came to my reckoning, my crossroad when I lost a big contract Mm. because of an affair. Mm. And my contract was terminated. I was consulting for a particular company and I went into deep depression and had decided I was going to take my own life. I had it all planned. Suicide Mm. notes, everything was Mm. done. And few hours before I was going to carry out the suicide, uh, the Holy Spirit asked me a question. He said, okay, you wanna commit suicide? Gonjo, what's the reason you are committing suicide? Mm. And began to go through the reasons. Was it because you have always had it tough? Was it because of your childhood? Was it because of your brokenness regarding your father? Mm. Was it because you don't think you're a good role model for your children? Was it because you've lost your biggest contract? Or was it because you don't want your wife to find out? Mm. I didn't want my wife to find out.
2: Mm.
1: That was the reason. And God said to me, I'm going to give you a second chance at life, but you will start it on a clean slate. You will tell her the truth. And I told her the truth. Mm. And I remember her words so vividly. She said to me, Besides the infidelity, you are a good man. So if you want to make it work, then I'm willing to make it work. She forgave me. She forgave me.
0: So where are you today?
1: Where am I today? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I am a father to three boys. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I am living a life of purpose, working with boys, mentoring boys, through my foundation. Mm. I'm still a husband. Mm -hmm. To the same woman. Mm I am an ordained pastor. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I pastor a church. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that there is Christ, the Redeemer. Because that's the only reason I'm here. And this is not about religion.
2: Mm.
1: But I know that God has always had his hand upon me. That it hasn't been anything about me, but about him that I realized that I went through the things that I went through to be able to help somebody else.
2: Mm.
1: And there is just so much brokenness. So many men who have run away from their responsibility, who don't have the courage to do that which they need to do. Mm. Mm. There is fatherlessness in our country. And And sometimes even when the men are there, they are physically present but emotionally absent.
0: And that's exactly what I was going to say is, Mm even the stats will never be accurate enough. Just Mm. because there is a man Mm. in the Mm. home who's a father doesn't mean Mm. a child is experiencing a father. So let me ask you this, the man who raised you as your father, do you still consider him your father? No. What do you consider him as? My mom's husband. Your mom's husband. What is your relationship with him like now?
1: We have not spoken since 2015.
0: And how has that affected your relationship with your mother?
1: It has strained the relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I have not made her choose, but I feel that he's made her choose,
0: between, which is so unfair between,
1: between him and I. Yes. But I'm okay, I'm okay. I don't want a relationship with him. I didn't want a relationship mm. with him. I forgave him a long time ago. I'm just living my life now.
0: Would you, in an ideal world, like your mom to leave that relationship?
1: For her own good, yes.
0: Um, So in the case of you saying you feel that he has made her choose, you think that's why the relationship is strained?
1: My relationship with her? Yes. I think there are many issues that I have with my own mother.
0: Yes.
1: Many questions. Yes. Did she love me enough? Yes. Did she protect me?
0: Yes.
1: Because I cannot imagine that my wife would stand for the abuse that I was subjected to. Yeah. She would leave me. So my question is, did she love me enough to protect me?
0: Can I ask you a different question along those lines? Yes. Do you think she's also a victim as you were in this situation?
1: She still is a victim. Yeah. yeah. Because she doesn't think she's worthy. Yeah. And she's worth so much. She's such a strong, beautiful woman. Mm. But the abuser sometimes makes you think you are nothing without them. Mm. It's actually the other way around.
0: Have you forgiven your mother?
1: Not fully. I'm still working on it.
0: Have you forgiven your biological father?
1: And the man who raped my mom? Mm-hmm. I'm actually indifferent to him. Mm. I've not allowed myself to think too much about him. He does not exist to mm. me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Though you carry his DNA? Yes and no. Why do you say that?
1: The only father I've only ever had is God.
0: Mm.
1: That's the only father I've ever Mm. had.
0: I think, um, you know, just from sharing your story, it's so interesting how there's a part of you, I believe, Mm. that always knew he's not your father. Mm. Would you say that to be the truth? Mm. And Mm. do you think it's possible that you kept asking because there was a part of you that hoped he was not your father?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. There was a part of me that hoped that it's not His blood that runs through my veins. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't ready for the revelation. And in fact, I think when you look at the purpose of God, because He's just a purposeful God, I found out at the time I needed to find out. Mm -hmm. I don't think finding out at the age of 20 was going to save me right.
0: Mm you might not have had the capacity Mm. to take the information yes you might have gone fighting like what you say um, as opposed to being a 31 year old Mm. where this man is trying to fight you and Mm. you Mm. had the the emotional Mm. awareness to Mm. say we're not doing this yeah yeah
1: my character was not yet at the point that it could handle that
0: yeah yeah Mm. yeah sylvester i think the journey that you've been through um many men are watching and resonating and i'm saying specifically to men because there is a different impact Mm. that happens on young men Mm. when they are fatherless in Mm. the sense that the man who is raising you that you believe to a father is not living up to the Mm. role of what a father is supposed to be Mm. i'm sorry Mm. that um You're not at a point to have a relationship with him, but I do hope you are at a point where the healing journey is continuing Mm. and more importantly, the healing journey with your mother. I I do hope that at some point you reach a point where you can truly say you've forgiven her.
1: Mm. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: It is a very, very difficult conversation to have when we look at the young men that walk amongst us, the older men that walk amongst us that are dealing with the challenges of their fathers, not just because they don't know who they are or that they're not in their homes. Maybe you know who they are, but you're faced with the reality of what they are and what they are to you. I definitely, definitely think that these conversations need to happen more often. And I hope there are platforms and spaces that men feel safe to have these type of conversations, that young boys feel safe to have these type of conversations so that when you yourselves are fathers to other young boys and girls, that these cycles are not repeated. I send all of you that resonate with this conversation so much healing. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked, and as the bottle exploded in his hands, the backlash of the bottle sprayed all over her. Pippi was not feeling her burns because you can't feel a third degree burn. It burns all your nerves away. Wow. I need to go and say goodbye that she's not going to make it. Mm. She's got 3% chance to survive. With Rilebuchile Mabocha, New episodes weekdays at 5.30 p.m. on my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Television edited broadcasts weekdays at 5 pm open up to S3.